Hey, hey, everyone. If you were here right now, I'd give you a jumping NFA high five because this is the final episode of 2019. We're on episode number 66, and my team and I, shout out to Zach and Danielle, my awesome rockstar team, we thought it would be incredible to bring to you high vibe value of taking all of the top three max potential habits of the guest rock stars we've had on for interviews all year this year. First, I want to say this is so cool. I had the idea a while back to start a podcast, and when I was thinking about what I was going to do, I thought habits, habits, habits. Habits are the key to leading a thriving life and business, and I got really into habits research and started focusing on working with people in mindset and habits, and I thought, what better than a podcast called Max Potential Habits? And for those of you who are new here, I'm Dr. Amanda Barrientes. I'm the host of this podcast, and I just started this podcast in March. Let's see, my first release was on March 19th of 2019. So first year in the making, there's already almost 9,000 downloads, about 300 per week, and that's because of you, my loyal listeners. I had no idea when I started where this would go, and I just thought, hey, I'm going to jump in and go for it, and I've gotten so much good feedback from all of you. I've gotten some incredible reviews. I've gotten people reaching out to me in email saying that some of these episodes have changed their day, have helped them change themselves and really find value and joy in understanding how to become better through maximizing their habits, through optimizing themselves. And i that's why I do this every week. That inspires me so much when I get to hear from you. It would be so awesome if you leave a review, if you're listening every week, just take a couple minutes. That would be so helpful for me. So this week, what you're going to hear is going to be a compilation of, and it's part one, it's in two parts because it's two hours long. So we broke it up into two parts and part one and two are both the top three habits that all of the guests have shared throughout the course of the year. This is important because remember that success leaves clues, and I always like to say that max potential people practice max potential habits. So every guest that we bring on the show, I always ask them, what are the top three max potential habits that you think got you where you are today? And as they shared them, and we recorded that, and you've heard them each and every week, we thought it would be incredible to have it all in one place in one episode so you can start taking notes and really think, which of these habits do I want to adopt so that I can kick ass in 2020 in in your life, in your business, in the upcoming decade. That's what we want for you. So listen to the next hour in part one of this episode. Thanks again for being here and I'll be back in part number two. If you had to say your top three habits that have gotten you where you want to go, you know, this is Max Potential Habits Podcast and I want to always bring to the listeners what you think have been the primary consistent habits or ones that you've had to overcome and shift to get to where you are today? The biggest habit I've had to overcome and shift is, like a lot of codependents do, I put everyone and everything ahead of myself. Mm -hmm. So work, people, places, things, you name it. And then I was left just a disaster So self-care is a priority from when I wake up in the morning. Self-care first, self-care above money, self-care above business, 
It's rare. Sometimes there is a business type emergency or a, you know, a personal emergency where that's a, that's an exception, but it's self-care first. It's Tiffany first, me first. Hence why my brand is Project Me with Tiffany Carter. Cause I want, that is, that's one of the biggest shifts is self-care first is, and then everything I do goes through the lens of, is this nurturing? Is this something nurturing for me? Will I enjoy this? Is this something that's good for me? I already know what I do is in for the greater good of all. I need to make sure it's in the greater good of me. I love so it. That yeah. is, that's Very my main, important. main one. Okay. Um, the second one I would say that is for sure unique, but not unique among multimillionaires and billionaires. And I can say that because that's primarily, you know, who I socialize with because that's what happens, you know, when you start going to different levels. It's not like I wouldn't socialize with someone who's not at that level, but you just end up attracting those people. And yeah. something that's common is we allow ourselves free time. And I, for me, I call it free thinking time. So every single day, some days it's five minutes, some days it's two hours where I don't have to think about anything. I can sit on a couch, stare out the window. I could take a walk. Uh, you know, you know, guys, you guys know, like you, we get our best ideas, like in the shower, you know, a lot of people say that, right. There's a yeah. reason, right. There's actual medical reason, you know, it, our cortisol lowers. And so we're more calm. We're also not distracted by technology and other things. And we're, we're able just to focus. We're not really even paying attention because it's so autopilot to wash our hair. It's not like much thoughts involved. And this is where a lot of people get their best ideas. Well, there's a reason for it. So I create that space for myself every single day. And that's where I get my best ideas for my business and, and come up with the best solutions to issues that are going on. Awesome. I love that. Okay. And then the third one um, that I would say, because I'm giving you my top three, yeah. is goal planning. Um, so one mistake I used to make is I was the person, like I've mentioned, hardcore Virgo. I had put like 80 things on my to-do list. Like it would be insane. Like everything on my to-do list. And then I'd feel really defeated at the end of the day because I maybe only did 10. And it was like, well, I'm a piece of shit. Like I'm lazy. You know, it, it was a bad, it was a bad setup. Um, cause I was just putting everything on the list. So now what I do is very, very focused goal planning. I do it in 90 day increments. So I do it quarter by quarter and I focus on a big goal, a mid-sized goal and a kind of like, almost like I call it like a fun, a fun goal. Maybe it's like planning a trip. Okay. Like, like a fun goal. And then I base my daily activities on what I'm doing to achieve those goals. So all the other stuff can keep getting filtered out. It's not that important. And I don't, I don't put a bunch of stuff on my to-do list anymore. Believe me, it could be 80 pages long, Yeah. but it doesn't ever feel good to at the end of the day. I would rather have three things and cross off those three things. Right. And then add to it. Right. It's yeah. like, so I don't set myself up. It's kind of like when people go, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm not, I'm going to go keto and I'm not going to eat any carbs or sugar. Wow. Yeah. Is that a setup? Cause that's like, yeah. you know, right. that's not sustainable. Yeah. Going from zero to a hundred overnight. Right. 
it's yeah. just not yeah. sustainable. So that's well, I want to ask your philosophy about the 90 day uh, plan. I like that structure. Tell me why you chose that. Um, 90 days. Cause in the business world, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening know, like in business, right. And in the stock market, you know, if you're an investor, right. You're always looking at quarterly reports, you know, and when I was in, you know, the pharmaceutical world and sales, everything was quarterly numbers. It's a really good way to assess your goals in business and in life, because guess what guys, you're not going to all of a sudden in one month, move a mountain. Tell us all your top three max potential habits that you implement in order to get where you've gotten today in your business. In my business, and, okay, my business specifically, be authentic. Nice. Authenticity. Okay. I am a high vibe, positive, empath, nerd. Like I, <laughs> this is me. Like that's quotable. I love it. <laughs> this is who I am. This is who I attract, and I'm okay with that. I love being me. It has served me. I in the mo the most amazing ways. I actually find myself overwhelmed when I'm trying to copy someone else. It yeah. does not feel right. Yes. I think that's such important feedback when you start to feel like something's off. Why isn't this working? I think questioning yourself, is this congruent with me? Is this mm -hmm. me? Or am I trying to model or mimic after somebody and not be me? And I've right. noticed that in building my business, I've had to step back and remind myself like, why am I not enjoying this? This doesn't mm -hmm. feel right. And then I realize I'm like, oh, because I saw this coach do that and this person do that. And I think I have to do that instead of just being me. And then you also have to remember, like, there's enough for everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> they can have their millions and I can have my millions and they can have their followers. I can have my our followers can overlap. That's okay. And it's just like, I can still be me and be successful. So being authentically myself is something that has helped me in my business and helped me in life. The second, the second is taking time to uh, refresh, restore the, that meditation time, time of quiet, um, that time of peace to really hear my soul speak. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So I love to align my chakras. I am an empath. I do feel other people's my energy circle is very wide. I'm constantly bumping into other people's energy circles. I don't like it, but it has served me. I'm able to help and serve. And because of that, I have to get rid of so many things at mm -hmm. the end of each day. Mm -hmm. You know, I take my salt baths. Like I have to get rid of that because I can't allow that to come with me tomorrow. Or it's you know, especially if it's not going to serve me in a positive way. Okay. So taking that time to be be restored and refreshed. Um, like I tell so many people, self care is not selfish. It really allows me to work at my maximal potential when I'm refreshed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that one. That's been a common thread for people that I've interviewed so far. <laughs> I'm, glad. I'm glad I'm aligning with that. And then the third in my business, act as if. 
Okay, tell us more. I want to hear more about that one. And I, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna be so transparent here. If you don't act as if you already have it, if you can't like take the time to visualize yourself already having it, if you don't do that, when it comes, you will start to self-sabotage. Mm. Because you have prayed for it, you have asked for it, you've prepared for it, you've done the things, and when it comes, you might be like, oh, this is coming too fast. I can't believe this. this is really for me. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Oh, I'm getting sick. Oh, no, I can't do this. Oh, my phone is acting up. Or All these things will come up to self-sabotage because you're, you didn't see yourself having it. So tell us, what would you say, you know, in starting your business and making it a successful thriving business, what have been the top three max potential habits that you've implemented to get where you are today? Sure. So uh, one of the things that really did it for me, and, you know, it's, it's going to be a little woo and out there for some of your listeners, but that's okay. Totally. Um, I became a master manifester. Uh, and because I have a pretty extensive education in Vedic sciences, which is where the law of attraction really came, where we had first met it, but also meditation and yoga. And so I went back to like OG manifestation rules, not this pop stuff. Uh, and I dug my heels in and I went crazy with it. And I still do a manifestation meditation every single day. And it's beautiful because it works not only spiritually, but whatever your brain thinks is real, it starts to create and push you towards. And when you have a very powerful vision of where you're going, what it's going to feel like with all of your senses, as if it's remembering something in the future, then whatever, anything can happen in the now, but you know, you're going to get to that future. And then maybe this thing that's happening is going to help you get there. And that's how you get into this mentality of life happens for me, not to me. Cause you know, okay, I lost three clients in a day. There, there was actually a week where I lost 11 clients. I have no idea what happened. It was almost every, all my entire book. Right. And I knew because I knew where I was going, this is going to teach me something. And I started looking for the lessons and the learnings and the strengths that I could get from them. And that mentality was probably the most important thing and probably is still the most important thing that helps me generate the energy, the inspiration, and the courage to go after what I want. Wow. So okay. I'd say that's, that that's one. Okay. Awesome. I want to highlight, I love that you said the lessons and the learnings. You know, I tell people to focus on the lessons, not the losses. So in that moment, you could have totally folded and sabotaged and run away because it was too damn uncomfortable. But sure. instead, you focused on the lessons and the learnings and flipped it through yeah i mean i'm sure i would imagine as a manifester you would sit and wonder like whoa what's going on for me to have manifested the loss of 11 clients in sure. a short period of time but you turned it around that's awesome well because the thing is also that you need to be a good receiver you can't just ask for what you want you need to be able to really receive yeah. it all that's another thing that i got really good at that could even be another habit is learning how to really truly receive whatever is headed your way because sometimes you look we're myopic we're children okay you ever seen a child freak out because they didn't get a candy bar because mom wanted to give the kid like a good nutritious meal right <laughs> and you know what usually happens after that the kid gets a candy bar as dessert so yes. <laughs> i had that view of saying like yeah 11 clients left what happens if this is making room for something truly amazing what happens if I just receive this and assume that there's a gift in it? 
Uh, if I reject that, I reject the gift. Yeah, and try instead of trying to avoid the pain. Right. Embrace Maybe there's it. something beautiful in yeah. it. Maybe I'm just too myopic to see it now. I love that. You know, I want to highlight too, you're making me think of something I really had to work through was that receiving part, like even receiving a compliment used to make me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. So if I can't receive a compliment and I can't receive help, how am I going to receive a multi-million dollar business? <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, like that would make me so uncomfortable. The old me would have been completely uncomfortable with that, which means the universe would never bring it to me. But the more comfortable I've gotten with receiving even compliments, I notice it changes everything. You know, it's like, it's yep. I love that you highlighted learning to receive. It's very powerful. Yeah. I mean, it was really funny that, yeah, I would be broke and I'd see a nickel on the ground and I wouldn't pick it up because it wasn't enough. Uh, uh -huh. Right. So I'd be asking for money and money would show up and I'd say, no, <laughs> not that money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it retarded is it did make no sense. And yeah. me, it was just like, cool. So I'm asking for gifts and I'm rejecting all the gifts that I get. So why would I keep on getting more gifts? And so I flipped that around and said, you know what? I'm just going to receive. Yeah. You know, now still too, I pick up pennies because to yeah. me, it's thank you universe for sending me a little bit more love. Any compliment, thank you very much without feeling like I need to return a compliment to get the pressure off me or whatever. Yeah. I just receive that. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. That's juicy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so far we have manifestation and learning to receive, even though that wasn't your number two, but would, if you can, you want to add it, that's great. <laughs> no, that, that's totally cool. I, th I think it's actually really important. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't something that I was thinking of, but it's yeah. a really big deal. Yeah. Because I, I think that people, you know, when, and you might have someone listening right now saying, Dan, no, 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 business tips, business tips. These are business tips. Yeah. Okay. You know, you're so right. I think that it's fascinating sometimes to work with business people. To me, human nature is human nature is human nature and universal laws are universal laws and they apply to every day people they apply to multimillionaires they apply to people on the street they apply to everybody and so whether wherever you're at in your business building adventures these principles absolutely matter and the habits are really all the same they're, they're success habits you know right exactly yeah and for for any goal because what i saw and still what i see these days is that you can give the best business strategy to two different people mm -hmm. one person will fail catastrophically and one person will succeed beyond measure yeah. And the, the strategies are the same, but the differences are these habits. Yeah. Yeah. So it went to me and that's why you have worked with a lot of business coaches who have no idea how I became so successful <laughs> with nothing. And I told them it, it's this, yeah. this, this is it. Yeah. And, okay. So, uh, tell, so tell us another, so manifestation, learning to uh, receive, and then what else would you say? Real deep gratitude. Ah, uh, I love it. Okay. But you know, I, one of the things that I love doing is picking at common advice because I think most of it is wrong mm -hmm. uh, and it bugs me. It's like nails on chalkboard whenever some super famous dude who has the opportunity to create or, or gal, you know, real create change and will say something silly like wake up and write down 10 things you're grateful for and it'll change your life. No, it won't. No, it just no, it won't. Um, because one thing I ask this, anytime I teach gratitude at big events and the average time people go through this is a whopping three days before they give it up. Because what happens is they've forgotten the most important part of gratitude, the thing that makes it work. 
which is your emotional connection to it. So the thing here is that gratitude is not something that happens to you. Because if your life sucks right now, when you wake up, what am I grateful for? Nothing. Great. I'm screwed. Right? You're done. So you ask, what could I be grateful for? It's like going to the gym. That's why it's called a gratitude practice. Because mm. you can practice and you can get better at gratitude and developing that real beautiful, I mean, incredible heart connection. I teach my clients how to be grateful for absolutely anything, literally anything. It starts off with looking around the apartment at the first object you see and asking, how could I be grateful for this? And then you get an answer and you ask why or how could I be grateful for that answer and how could I be grateful for that answer? Always seeking something that is closer and closer and closer to your heart, to who you are, to what's important to you. And what's interesting is when they do that, they see that they can connect almost anything around them to the things that matter most to them. And all of a sudden, a mug is not just a mug, right? It's, it's a connection with who you are. You know, your cell phone is not just a cell phone. You know, your knife is not just a knife. And you look around and you realize that you are already abundant, no matter what you have. And that energy, if you want to attract abundance in your life, already feel abundant right? because when you want something it actually sets out to the universe you don't have it that's the unconscious focus but when you already have it you say i love this abundance i love everything that i have and i would love even more then more will follow but the beautiful thing is when you meet someone you ever meet met someone who's truly grateful right is an amazing receiver and has that connection where they can manifest what they want aren't they just incredibly magnetic oh yeah absolutely right like you walk in, they walk into a room you know like i need to speak with this person i have to speak with this person yeah so when you have these installed you will attract clients to you like crazy what what would your main 3 habits be that you think got you where you are today? Um, I know this is going to sound extremely simple, uh, but uh, reading, number one, uh, nice. I have a, a goal to, and this isn't even that much, but I have a goal to listen to one audible a month and read one book a month. Okay. Um, but I came from like, you know, I was like a D, F, sometimes C, maybe it was art class or history class because I liked history, a student in high school. Um, so to read was, is, uh, is a big thing for me, which now I, I read as often as possible. Nice. So that was big. It's always expanding the, and growing further. Cause you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Uh, and perspective certainly help you. Uh, journaling was huge. Uh, because you know, I'd come, uh, a family that doesn't show their emotions as much, um, as well. So just kind of getting a lot of things out of my chest. Plus, uh, you know, my, my father makes, makes fun of me all the time for this is I, I'm definitely a big visionary. So I have these ideas like 24 seven and I'm always trying to implement like 30 things at one time. So, um, journaling and then putting them in, in the correct order of when they should be implemented. Nice. Um, and then the one thing that just keeps me sane is, uh, is working out, uh, at least four or five times a week as that releases my energy, but it also, uh, gives me more energy in order to, to take on these days because, having multiple businesses uh, with the team, I mean, they become long days. Uh, 
So, you know, 12 hour days, some days. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot. So you gotta obviously eat well and, and work out in order to sustain that energy. And, and also who said it, uh, Chris Voss was just recently on our podcast. And he said that if you are in a, if you're happy, you're actually 75% more creative. So if you're in a positive, happy mood, you're 75% more creative. So, uh, just being in a, in a, in a more positive attitude, you know, allows us to, to make bigger and better changes. Tell me if you could think of the top three things that you want listeners to take away in terms of creating a thriving, connected relationship where you're on this journey of true love, what would those be? Know who you are. Okay. Become that person uh, and share that person with others. Awesome. Tell me your three top max potential habits that you think have gotten you where you are today. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so um, you asked me this question like right before the call. I tried to get three on paper. I got two on paper. Okay. Um, but I know what I'm going to sum up as my third one. So the first one I have on my, uh, the first one I wrote down is working out. And I know that may seem like, uh, that's a, you know, that's, that's not really a habit that's really all that important in the grand scheme of things. When we talk about business, I strongly disagree. I believe that similar to you, that there are certain areas in our lives that have a significant impact on other areas in our lives. And I think that, the way we are as people reflects on our business, right? So like our business is a direct reflection of who we are. So if you're not taking your health seriously, if you're not working out, if you're not taking care of your body, you're going to have those same attributes in your business and your relationships. And um, it's one of those things to where I know that if I have this consistent habit of working out every single day, not every single, I think I, um, I do five, five to six times a week, have this consistent habit of doing that, then I'm building up the mental capacities, I guess, in my mind to know what's possible for me, not only in, you know, my workout life, but in business and in, in every other thing, right? And not only that, but I often have many, many business ideas at the gym, <laughs> many epiphanies at the gym, right? Um, so it's good to kind of just step away from the minutia of your business and just like to kind of just like, hey, like, not only like relieve stress, but like, when you again it's like kind of taking a shower right this is when you just kind of have your most brilliant ideas you know so i think that working out is super imperative when it comes to a habit that you should continue to uh, reinforce awesome okay another one that's big for me is journaling um i am big on journaling um especially this year at in december i read a book called the 12 week year and I don't know if you've read that book, but that book is phenomenal. Yeah, you know I, I listened to one of your podcasts recently and, and ordered it because I was like, ooh, I love this idea of the 90-day plan. Yeah. Oh, goodness. it is amazing. Talk about a system to follow. Um, most of us have this, most of us create one-year goals um, or five-year goals or 10-year goals. And there's nothing wrong with these goals. Uh, but when it comes to our one-year goals, I know a lot of us create New Year's resolutions and that's our one-year goal. But one year, 365 days, I mean, that's, that's so abstract. Like you can't really fathom 365 days, right? There's no way you can know today what you're going to be doing in December. Like it's just so far away and it's very hard to have a one-year goal and not procrastinate to try to get things done in the last month or last two months, right? It's called Parkinson's law. 
Um, so what I do now is I actually incorporate a 12 week year. So at the end of 12 weeks, that is my whole year. So I, whatever my goals are for, you know, my one year goal, I break that down into four different goals. And then my, my one quarter goal is basically what I look at as my one year goal. So I focus in, in 90 day segments and journaling helps a lot with that. Um, so I, so this year I've been trying out different journals. I was going to show you one, but I don't have it with me, but this year I've been trying out different journals, different 90 day journals, because I actually want to come out with my own journal next year because I, that nice. I think that this is really, really key for a lot of us. Like so, so serious. Like I've seen the results that not only I've gotten, but my students and my clients have gotten. And it's amazing when you actually write down your goals every single day. Like you can't run from them. You can't pretend that you don't have them. You can't like, if you miss a goal, if you miss a step, like, you know, you have to go face to face with them. Like I did not do this. Like every day I write down two, I just, I just, I wrote an article this weekend. I said, I failed 180 times in the past quarter. And that's because I failed twice a day. And I know that I failed twice a day because I wrote down two failures every single day, you know? So knowing, coming to grips with what you're doing every single day and writing that down in a journal, you will see how much faster and further you will progress than if you didn't have that accountability partner. So journaling is the second habit that I would, um, I would definitely want you guys to incorporate. Um, number three is more so just encompassing all of the habits that I do in the morning, which is just having a miracle morning. Uh, there's a uh, author by the name of Hal Elrod and he wrote a book called the miracle morning. And um, he's big on routines, especially in the morning. If you start your day off, right. Um, it bodes well for you throughout the day. I think about the fact that a lot of us, we, uh, we wake up and we, the first thing that we do is we like, we like look what's on our cell phone, right? Like, Hey, what's on Instagram or what's, you know, who texts me, right? Uh, what are, where do the emails do I have? Right. What flyers do I have to put out? Man, man, if you wake up with that panic, <laughs> like you read an email, like, Oh my goodness, I have to tend to this right away. Like, I mean, because it's urgent, right? But you often, but most of those things often as urgent, aren't as urgent as you make them. And if you just like put aside your phone for the first few hours of the day, right? You get into some type of morning routine. I don't care what it is for you. For me, like I start with, um, I start with prayer and meditation and then I read my Bible and then I journal and then I do visualiza visualizations and I do affirmations and then I exercise, right? So I go through this routine and I'm up at like five o'clock, but I don't start my work day until 10 because those first like few hours, like that's still part of my work. Like the, the, the rest is work, the exercising is work, the mental work is work. So all of that is business, right? So I, I mean, I start on work day at five, but if you were to ask like a normal person, well, I'm not actually getting to my desk in the office until 10 because right. I'm all the work that, you know, I believe is, is the work as well. So having that morning routine just really sets the tone for you to take charge of your days, especially journaling, journaling, right? Because it tells you the single most important thing that you need to accomplish that day. It, um, that morning routine sets the tone for the opportunities that you, I mean, visualizations are powerful, right? It sets the tone for the, the vibrations that you're giving off to other people, the opportunities that are presented to you. So my morning routine is super, super, super imperative. And I want you, I implore you guys to check out the miracle morning and just use that as a basis if you don't have your own and then you can work off there and kind of tweak as you see fit. What are the three max potential habits that you would want to share with everyone that you think have helped you get where you are today in, in life, in business, in motherhood, any, anything that stands out to you? Yeah. Um, I feel like what has in my uh, business, what has really gotten me to where I am is, is thinking, um, this will be fun. Like just even just that thought 
where, yeah, like posting, I mean, I wasn't really on social media very much before this. This is just like what my niche and what my people need. And so to, to just think, Hey, this will be fun. Even when like growing and interacting with people can be kind of scary or like posting something that's super authentic or real time can be super scary. And our mind likes to say like, okay, this is going to be uncomfortable, but um, to lean into it and to be like, this is going to be fun. This is just going to be fun to see That's how so awesome. this is going to work out. I and, um, I loved in another one of your episodes, someone mentioned that, um, like we're so much more creative when we are, um, positive and yeah. Um, yeah. feeling good. And so I think rather than being like, I'm just going to fight this, um, uncomfort. I'm just going to do it anyway, which maybe is fun for some people. And I, I think, you know, another option there too, is just to be like, it's uncomfortable because it's new and new things are fun. And just, to, yeah, I love this. So. I have to share with you too, that, that in my mind, when I ran into your Instagram and started watching and seeing some of your posts, that's, that's what screamed at me about you was like, she is loving what she's doing. Like that to me was just apparent. So I love that. So congruent with the way that you show up in your Instagram. I see that. I feel that like that you make it about having fun, which is awesome. Yeah. And I think for, for me too, just a little thing right there is to notice what it is. Like for me, what, what is fun might not be what's fun for you. And Mm -hmm. what's fun for me then is trying new things. You know, I'm, um, like doing lives in a Marco Polo kind of a film. Marco Polo is an app that is just like a video back and forth. It's really casual. And um, I've been embracing that recently with my lives and just, just trying new things. That's fun. So yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And um, another one. So my habits, I, I, their thoughts, <laughs> it all okay. comes down to what, like what we're thinking about. So a uh, a ha- like a thought that's really put me into a lot of action that I go back to um, a lot is um, I'm not going to let the my lack of whatever it is stop me from showing up and serving. So mm, um, what nice. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, um, I, you know, and I wasn't a life coach, but I wanted to help them. So instead of being like, you know, I, I should probably go and get some things figured out first and then I can help them. It was like, no, I, I'm not going to let all of my lack stop me from helping them in any way that, that they need help and that they would like help and to, to not let my lack of, of, um, expertise stop mm-hmm. me from just showing up with my whole heart doing it my very best and yeah just kind of managing my brain that way tell us what would you say are your top three max potential habits that you think got you where you are today I talk about what I value so I am in the practice of sharing what is important to me when I set a goal and I'm talking to somebody about it, what made that goal important right now? And what are my values, my personal values that support that? Because if I'm going to ask for help, if I'm going to ask for insight, if I'm going to ask for advice, somebody needs to know what to do. So I'm creating that shape for that. Now that also means on the other side, when I'm creating the shape, 
for that, I can make sure I know what my litmus test is to recognize the people that I'm sharing it with, like at Red Direction, um, or even in my family. Am I being heard the way I intended to be heard? It, are the words that I'm saying actually resonating? So the, the concept of talking about what I value uh, is a habit that I didn't know that I had, and I also didn't fully utilize it. And so that is something that over time I've recognized, okay, this is the commonality. I'm not using it enough. And when I see the change, it's because I use it more and I have it front and center. And so it is front and center of me with me every day from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed and all through my dreams at night. Okay. So let me real quick. So in, yeah. in, in the summary of that statement, it's like, okay, so your number one habit is being able to articulate your value and, and with others to and talk about what I value with others okay. and the reason it matters then. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So the second one is one of my personal core values that shows up everywhere, which is to be curious. The more I'm willing to be curious, the more those around me are willing to be curious, the further we go, faster. The third is to be present. There are so many things that you and I could be doing. There are so many things coming up right after this. And there are so many things that happened right before this that if the habit of being present in that moment means, of course, all that matters, just not while we're together. Because I do you a disservice when I'm not present. And I also miss out on the opportunity of really understanding what we can get out of our interaction and figuring out future possibility and what the shape of how we can create can, what that can be. So the third one is to be present. So Brett, share with everyone what your top three max potential habits are that you believe got you where you are today. All right, so I had a leader early in my career push me to read, and I was not a good reader. I mean, I could read fine, but I, I, I wasn't an avid reader. I didn't read very much. It it's kind of seemed boring to me. And so, um, and then, you know, throughout my career, I started to read. And so just getting new ideas uh, from people who have done great things. So reading a lot has, has been important professionally I do a daily personal scripture study type of thing that keeps me centered so you know running a business is chaotic and in order to just keep yourself sane whatever it is that you go to to stay centered I do that every day and then um, in the evenings and weekend I have dedicated space where business is set aside and and I get to be husband father you know, person outside of work. So I think, I think people think that they're doing that, but I, I, because we're so connected all the time, it's, it's hard to make that space. Mm. So just make space for yourself to be a person. So you go back in with the energy and wellness that you need to go fight the battles every day and keep a clear mind of, of where you're going and how you're going to get there. Um, so tell us, yeah. What are the top three max potential habits that you think got you where you are today? Ooh, the top three? Yeah. Being 120% committed. Nice. Like, I think people commit when they know it's for sure. It's a for sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as, as soon as I have a vision, 
and I understand and I have developed clarity for it, I'm 100% committed to it. 120% committed to it. And I think that is the zone of discomfort. Being 120% committed, I'm, I'm literally throwing up, I'm throwing out plan, I'm throwing out plan B, I'm throwing out plan C, uh, all of the above, and I'm just going to focus on A. A is all I got. A is all I want. So if I want it, I'm going to get it. And so, like, I, I'm, I'm just so in love with being all in. And if you ever want to be successful, it's going to require you to accept the process. Success doesn't happen with you not being accepting to it. Success doesn't, again, it doesn't happen in that zone of comfort. You mm-hmm. have to be willing to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yeah. Ah, yes. I want to yeah. give you like 15 high fives right now. <laughs> so, so true. I love yeah. the statement, um, until you're committed, there's hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always in effectiveness. Mm-hmm. And you also just incorporated to decide, which means to cut off. You're cutting off all the other options because you right. have committed to your decision that you're going to make it no matter what. Yeah. And you know what happens? The you will realize one of the most remarkable gifts every creature on this planet has. And that is this innate resilience to feel uncomfortable in the effort to achieve greatness. Yeah. That's 120% committed. Nice. I love it. Okay. Number two. Number two, what got me to where I am? I can't let go of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's something that we talked about, but I got to reiterate it, you guys. Uh, had I not found gratitude, I would not be in a position. So me being thankful, you know, and okay, let me just back up for a minute. I'll take you to something more um, recent that happened in my life. So I I did, and I did Toastmasters Mm -hmm. um, and Toastmasters is a speaking uh, organization where you learn to clarify your message and be becoming the best leader. Right. And so I made it at nationals. And I put the best speech on of my lifetime. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I crushed it. Yeah, woo. Like, right, I was flexing on them. And so they end up calling the, the top three winners, uh, the, th- the top three competitors, and they didn't call my name. And all the energy I felt of happiness, of like doing my best was all gone. I let the judges decide the outcome of my, of my uh-huh. right? That's not gratitude. And so I had to learn to, to look inside myself and say, did I do a good job? Yeah, Charles, you did a good job. Did you love that moment? Yeah, I really did love that moment. And when you start to do that in the simple things in life, I, you literally transform your mind. You have the right attitude to be in position for the next thing. So gratitude simply means thankfulness. It means joy. It means to delight. And you can't have gratitude if you're not thankful for your past, if you're not present in your now, and you're not looking forward to your future. So those are the three steps. I need you to be thankful for your past. And so I found gratitude in the things that happened to me, right? Present in my now. Oh, man, look at the beautiful tree out there. Look at this moment right, right, right here that I have right now. Look at the crowd, a sold-out crowd. Oh, my gosh, this is amazing, right? And now I can look forward to my future. Love it. That's awesome. I, I love that because, and, and gratitude to me is a daily practice as well. And when you get to be grateful, I think it, one thing I really want to highlight for listeners is I think what people struggle with the most is the gratitude in the past. 
So being grateful for those experiences you had in the past that we perceive of as being ones that we would wish we could let go of instead mm -hmm. of wanting right. to let them go, realizing you're grateful that they got you where you are today. Right. Uh, so I love that you focus on that. Okay. That is, that's incredible wisdom that you're passing on to everybody. Thank you. Number three, yeah. what would you say is number three? The number three uh, thing that I would say got me to where I am now is the vision. Mm. You know, but not just stopping at the vision, but turning it into a, a attainable goal. And if we fail at staying with the vision and not turning it into an attainable goal, we won't reach it. And so the vision, I look at this as in your head. And a, and a vision in your head is as good as dead. But when you start to write it out. <laughs> That's awesome. It, 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 it really activates something in your brain, right? Writing out something, you are more likely to be successful in it, right? So I had to literally, all the visions, all, and honor your little visions, those little things, the little, those little ideas that pop up in your head, just start to write it out. Because you will realize that those little pieces that I got in the shower, on the toilet, when I was in the car, it all came together. It all came together. And had I not honored those little visions I had, I would not create this Thrive Planner. I would not have the business that I have now, right? So for the listeners out there, I need you to write out that vision that you see in your mind. I need you to write out that vision that no one can see, right? And that was the thing that, that really catapulted me into, you know, being... <laughs> being someone who has a planner, right? Uh, being someone who, who can travel around the world and, and, and gets paid, you know, uh, uh, great money speaking. And I, I give it all to the vision. And the vision comes from God for me. And I just got to honor him in that, in that gift he gave me. What, what are the top three max potential habits that you think got you where you are today? I, I think the first one for me is, is my daily devotional. And, 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 and so what I mean by that is I have, um, I, I know your listeners can't see it, but, but I know that you can right behind me. There is, is my daily devotion and, and some of our, our biggest goals for, you know, through the end of the year in every single morning I, you know, recite, um, Matthew chapter seven, verse seven through eight, which is the, you know, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find and knock and the door will be open to you. Every single day, I think about our goals and I ask for that. And then, and then I'm part of my daily devotion is I seek the clients, the prospects and the teammates that will help us accomplish that. And then I knock and I will knock on every single door that is in front of me. And whether it's open or closed, I will knock to see if it does open. But, you know, lots of people think that the law of attraction came out of the movie Secret, or the law of attraction came out of something that Jim Rohn wrote, or that, you know, Napoleon Hill wrote. No, it came out of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter seven, verse seven through eight. And I recite that every single morning. And I probably do it about 20 times a day. So that's the first it's one. Such timeless wisdom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We, yeah. It, it doesn't have to be some sort of the latest guru and professional or personal development. Yeah. Read the book of Matthew. It's all in there. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. So daily devotional. And that's yep. related. I, I love, that's so fascinating that I haven't, I, so far, I haven't had anyone recite a Bible verse that's so clearly aligned with personal growth and development world and the, and all of that's come from that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. Ask, yeah. seek, knock. That, yeah. I mean, really, yeah. that, that's, that's like BizDev 101, <laughs> ask, seek, knock. There it is. Yep. Brilliant. Um, and so the second one for me is, is, you know, we sort of touched on it and that is, and that is discipline. Um, and that probably comes from my time in the service, but, but when, when I am focused on a thing, a strategy or whatever, I am literally a dog with a bone. And, and, and so I completely ignore the shiny object syndrome and all of that other stuff. I stay a hundred percent focused and I will drill that hole as deep as it needs to be until we strike oil. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm stubborn or that I'm not seeking advice along the way and that I want to try and not do something stupid, you know, whatever, because I've learned from past mistakes. But once I know what the course is, I am all in, in drilling that. So that's the second one. Awesome. Just, okay. The third one is, um, for me, is we win together. And, and what I mean by that is um, I am so very invested in my team. Um, you know, investing in them in time and spending one-on-one -on -one time with each of my teammates, um, investing in their personal development, uh, investing in their growth in any way I possibly can, setting big goals and mentorship every single week to help them accomplish that. Because one of our core values here is that we win together, not just as a team, but with our clients. And, and in order for that to happen, in order for my team to show up the way that I want them to show up, I have to be there for them. They expect it and, and they deserve it. And so I, I make sure that on a daily, weekly basis, I am spending the right level of time with all of my teammates to make sure they have everything that they need from me or the business so that we can win together. It's never, never, ever, ever, or will it ever be about me. Share with us your top three max potential habits that you believe got you where you are today. Absolutely. This is a question that uh, when I first heard it, I was like, wow, this is a really powerful question. Um, and I think my first habit was probably just the ability to focus. And it's something that I struggle with tremendously. Um, but just understanding that it takes work to focus. I think there's a Steve Jobs quote that said, um, you know, you have to work to, to be focused. You have to work to get to simplicity. Um, that's the, and especially related to design, is something that you have to work really, really hard at doing. So it's also understanding that focus is not something that happens overnight because there are so many different options, especially when you start thinking in that entrepreneurial way. You see opportunities literally everywhere. You can't go after all of them. So it takes work to focus, but understanding and doing every quarter for me, um, I started to do allowed me to understand that I can work on something and I can figure out whatever my formula is and change that formula every quarter. Not the entire formula, but maybe just mix one thing that's different. So that is, you know, part of, you know, one of the habits that I try to do is to do those quarterly kind of check-ins and to, to focus a lot more. The uh, second one um, is exploring. Uh, that's really big. I think that's something that we kind of touched on a few things is exploring and testing out different ideas. It's inherently a marketing strategy and thing that you should do. But I think just in business and in life and trying out different ideas uh, has been really a foundational principle for me. And then the third one, uh, maybe not as sexy, but it is time blocking. Um, time blocking has been tremendous for me. I think when I started to understand I don't have infinite energy and time, 
um, it started to make me be really strategic about like how to use my time and how to leverage my time um, throughout my my weeks, my days, my quarters, as I mentioned. And it helped me to, I think, look long term, but at the same time, be as efficient as I can in, in this period of time. So those are probably be the three ones that really, I think, helped me out tremendously. But yeah, it's, it's been phenomenal. Tell us your top three max potential habits that got you where you are today. Number one, uh, consistency. Um, you know, without consistency, you cannot create, uh, and have the compound effect take place. Um, number two, falling in love with the word no. Um, there's a great book. There's a, there's a great book that I read called go for no by Andrea Waltz and Richard Fenton called go for no. And it says, yes, is the destination and no is how you get there. So when, when I realized that the person that gets the most no's is also going to get the most yeses because they're going to talk to the most people, they're always going to win. So that's what I live by. Number three and most powerful, um, someone actually asked me this the other day, how would you describe yourself in one word? Resilient. Mm. No matter what is thrown at me, I will find a way to overcome. I want to ask you what top three habits and I can probably guess what you would say, but I want listeners to know what are the, I ask everybody who comes on the show because it's the podcast is called max potential habits. And I like to give people takeaways for what they, what's had helped you be successful. So if you had to say what your top three habits are that have gotten you where you are today, what would you say that they are? Well, for me, because I, my priorities are, you know, teaching, mm -hmm. uh, traveling and researching and, learning, sharing, mm -hmm. uh, giving myself permission to go after what I really, really wanted mm -hmm. and not allowing myself, no, no. not allowing myself, the people on the outside to dictate what that is mm -hmm. and not stopping in the pursuit of finding a strategy to get there mm -hmm. and then documenting what worked and what didn't work each day. Cause I'm a, I'm a detail I guess you say metric person. Yeah. So uh, if I say I want to do something, reach billions of people, whatever, I, I metric what I do, mm -hmm. everything I do. Yeah. So that way I, I do it. So I, I say there's seven things actually. There's seven questions okay. I mentioned in the right. Yeah. What is it I'd absolutely love to do in life? Okay. How do I get handsomely and beautifully paid to do it? What are the highest priority action steps I can do right now that will move me one step closer towards that, or the highest priority action steps that will give me that? What obstacles might I run into, people or events or situations that I need to solve in advance? I want to solve them in advance, prevent them. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm if they do happen, what do I do? Mm -hmm. How do I use them to my advantage? Uh, then what worked today? What didn't work today? How do I do it more effectively and efficiently tomorrow? And how did no matter what happened today, no matter what happened, how is it helping still helping me get what I want? Those are very seven really powerful questions yeah. that can make a difference in a person's life if they if they stick with those on a day the best. Mm -hmm. Type them up, put them on a mirror, put them in your bathroom so you have to look at them when you're when you're looking at yourself in the mirror, and run through those until they become part of your nature. What do you think have been the top three habits that you've implemented to get where you are in terms of your relationship to yourself and masculinity? Mm. Uh, that's a great question, Amanda. Uh, I would say first is meditation. Mm -hmm. uh, second is journaling. That's something I've just recently implemented and it's been life changing. 
And the biggest thing, action. Mm. Just taking bold action and just doing it and failing, 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 failing. I attribute it to being like a comedian. I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld and how he develops a bit. And I watched him bomb yesterday on stage after years and years and years of him being the badass that he is, he still has to go on stage at a little tiny comedy club and develop an act. And in doing so, he's got brand new material. He lets go of all of his shit that's got him to where he is and he starts brand new. And so I realized that's how you become successful was taking small, tiny little steps and being bold in your actions. And over time, you get a little bit of traction and just getting used to being uncomfortable, being in that hot fire, being uncomfortable has helped me exponentially. I love it now. Now I'm like, I love bombing. I love going in front of kids. There's 20, 30 of them and I can't control them. And I'm trying to get them to work out. And I just throw my hands up and I just enjoy it. I'm like in the moment, this is okay. And then when I go and speak in front of people and I can look into their eyes and they're like not getting it. Uh-huh. I'm just like, I don't, I don't care because it's moving me. I'm, I'm getting feedback from them. Okay. This doesn't work. So let me try to find, or not, not let me try. I will find out because I will be rel- relentless in the pursuit of becoming the best version of myself. And it's only through action that we can do that. And so I love bombing. I'm not afraid of it. I love the being vulnerable, <laughs> love falling on my face. And guess what? I get up, I dust myself off and I keep going, but it's, it's action is the biggest thing that's helped me Okay, so what would you say are your top three max potential habits that have gotten you where you are today? <sighs> okay, well, we just talked about the one, taking time for me. Okay. Right? It, you know, that relaxation before I pick up the kids. But also, I used to be huge into working at night after my kids went to bed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now making sure that that is time for myself or me and my husband, mm-hmm. making sure that I take care of myself, that whole idea of, you know, you can't fill from an empty cup. Awesome. Okay. That has been one of the biggest things. Being super mindful mm-hmm. of what I am doing or not doing and why I am doing it or not doing it. Mm. Um, okay. So being mindful of why you're doing what you're doing. Yes. I got to add to that, like people, it seems so obvious, uh-huh. but it's not. No. And, it, and it relates back to the, 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 really the productivity and busyness. Mm-hmm. We get busy, busy, busy. And we stop, we don't even stop to ask ourselves, like, is this actually important? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like being, it is being that you said the hamster wheel Yes. Like on the hamster yes. wheel. You're going, you're going, you're going, going, and you don't stop to go. Is this actually important? Yes. Wait, yeah. Okay. So you'll appreciate this short story if I might share it. Yeah, absolutely. So a while back, there was, I don't know, someone was looking for somebody to um, help in a Facebook group or something like that. I can't even remember exactly what it was now. And I looked and I went, oh, that would be so awesome. You know, it fits with where I am and what I love to do. And I should, you know, check into this and maybe apply for this. And so you get really excited about things right? You think this is going to be awesome. And I've learned, don't just jump in. You know, I took five minutes and I said, does this fit the values of where I want my business to go? 
Mm-hmm. And not just in the sense of what I want to do to grow my business, but their business model. Does their, do their values fit my values? Mm-hmm. You know? And where is my time going to go then? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I giving up to do this? Wow, and such powerful questions. Yes. Killed the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which was a good thing because I really did not need to take that on. Yeah. Okay. Everyone listening, there's so much gold in what you just said, because <laughs> I think what, what happens is we get infatuated with ideas of how great something can be without stopping to look at the balanced perspective mm-hmm. and asking, and then we want to just jump in and we want to go, yes, 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 yes. Without being mindful of what's the other side of it. Yes. You know, what is this actually going to commit me to and, and what will the outcome be and how am I getting entangled with that person? Right. Is that someone I want to be partnered with in a business venture? All those questions, right? Yes. That is awesome. I love that. Um, oh, that's good. That's power. Okay. Okay. What would you say? Number three. So then the last part is basically systems, you know, the systems that work for me and not trying to follow along with what works for everybody else. Wow. That's what it's all about. I think those are incredible. Those are great. Um, what are, what are some systems that you've developed that work for you? Like what's one system that you can think of when you say systems, like if people are listening, they're like, what does that actually mean? Right. Right. No, that's a good point. So I look at systems as really just the way of organizing things. Okay. Whether that be our to-do list or, you know, our, who's going to pick the kids up from this activity, putting an organiza- organizational structure. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> great. Okay. Yep. For the things that are going to happen in your life. Okay. And, and what- sometimes it's, you know, it's something that's repetitive day in, day out. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's something that needs to be checked monthly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's something that needs to be checked weekly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in that, I hear you saying it's, it's, you're checking it to keep refining the systems. Yes. It, so, it, yes. Yeah. Refining it or, um, you know, I'll go back to the kids throwing a wrench in your life right? You know, my kids schedule, while they have their activities every week, right? Their schedules can also fluctuate. You know, mm-hmm. my oldest child is not coming home after school today, right? Who's picking up the youngest and what are we going to do with him after school? You know, so some of those things, I think, especially with family life, mm-hmm. checking in on a weekly schedule. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To structure and organize more effectively. Right. Or even, you know, for your business, if your spouse travels, Mm -hmm. right, how do you keep the home fires burning while your spouse is out of town and you're still working and care of all the home stuff? That wraps up part one of the top three max potential habits of our rock star guests for 2019. Thank you so much for listening. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for being a loyal listener to the Max Potential Habits podcast. I wouldn't be here without you. It inspires me each and every week to create content for you that helps you rock it in the habits world. I want you to optimize yourself with learning new habits every week coming back. I would love to hear from you. 
Take a screenshot of this episode and blast it out to your social media channels and leave a comment about what you're getting out of this podcast. Even better, a huge gift would be for you to subscribe to the channel, leave a written review and a rating on iTunes. Google it if you need to. If you don't have an iPhone, that's fine. You can do it in Google. It only takes about three minutes total, even if you don't have an iTunes account. That would be so awesome for me because one of my big goals is to reach 5 million people through my business so I can help people transform their lives, become the most incredible version of themselves through optimizing mindset, habits, the way they show up in the world, and I need your help to do that. I need you to help me blast this out to your people so I can help more people. Thanks again for being here. If you want a whole bunch of awesome resources, go to nfacoaching.com. There's all kinds of good stuff there, free eBooks, PDF checklist, journal template, a business mindset medication, <laughs> not a medication kit, a meditation kit, and a link for you to schedule a consult if you wanna work with me in either group coaching or one-on-one. I'd love to work with you if you think you're someone who's ready to take it to the next level. Thank you for being here. I will see you again in part number two. And I hope you have a thriving, jiving, awesome, incredible week until I see you again. Have a beautiful day.